Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing that's just feeding your greed. Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Minimalist Podcast, where we discuss what it means to live a meaningful life with less. Why do you guys such a deep <laughs> grin on your face right now? Here we are, just two best friends. In <laughs> we meet again. In Howdy, everyone. My name room. is my name is Ryan Nicodemus, and together we are the Minimalists. And I'm Joshua Fields Milburn, by the way. Uh, today, we're going to talk about our favorite things, Ryan. <laughs> what are your favorite things? Well, so, so the reason that I was inspired to talk about this is one, we didn't have a guest today, which you've had a ton of guests lately. They've, it's been really exciting. It's challenging to me. But I'll tell you, my favorite podcast personally, like the ones to record, mm-hmm. are the ones where it's just me and you. I totally agree. Uh, because we are a couple of silly geese. We are the most interesting people I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, so there's this game that Ella likes to play in our house. Yeah. And it's guess my favorite things. Hmm. And we were playing this game, and, and we we would go around a room and like, or around the house to a different room, and and we just like sort of, all right, now it's my turn to guess Ella's favorite thing. And so she would go look around the house. She'd pick one of her favorite things. Hmm. And it's always the most silly thing. Like she has two pet rocks that almost end up always being her favorite things. That's great. No matter what toys or bed or bed sheets we get for her, she has nice pillows and she has dishes and food and and she has um, you know, the bins of toys and the games and the books and the clothes and the dresses. And she picks the pet rocks. She wants rocks. Man. It's quite the metaphor. I never could get into the pet rocks when I was a kid. I was yeah. more into things like Nintendo <laughs> <laughs> and eating cheese and mayonnaise sandwiches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I didn't let food be her, uh, her one of her favorite things, but it would be definitely cheese would be on that list for her yeah. and, and her mother as well. Wait, did you say you wouldn't let it be one of her favorite things? Like in terms of like just... <laughs> <laughs> my like, favorite thing is cheese. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wrong answer, Ella. <laughs> yeah, you, your favorite thing is broccoli. Eat this. <laughs> Why are you eating stem first? <laughs> Do you remember I had this nightmare? We were in the middle. This is 2014. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of a book tour for this book. Where is it? Everything That Remains. And I... Never heard of it. <laughs> I realized... So in, I'm looking at the cover. If you're watching this on YouTube, yes, this is everything that remains, but it's like staggered. Dave did a great job designing the cover for yes, this. Yes, Adam took that picture, right? Uh, this is an Adam picture, yeah. Yeah. And the the cover itself is uh, one of the words gets cut off. Well, in my dream, we were 50 cities into our tour, just like we were <laughs> in the tour, and I realized that everything was spelled wrong on the cover. I remember this. And it was every ting. <laughs> <laughs> it was everything that remains. Oh, man. And tr- every time I edited it to every tank, you kept changing it. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, like, you know how anxious I am. I'm having anxiety about this in my dream. It's something that didn't even happen. And in the dream, because you're the, the voice of reason when it comes to stress, uh, in my dream, you're like, oh, it's okay, man. We'll just do the tour stops with Jamaican accents. <laughs> 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 and like in my dream for some reason that was a perfectly oh viable solution i'm like okay <laughs> oh my god i don't know why but that just seems racist man <laughs> it seems really strange like no, like well i man. guess in order to, to correct this mistake we'll just affect some sort of accent oh dude anyway we're gonna what talk a fun tour 
It was indeed. We're going to talk about some of our, our favorite things today. I've got a list. Actually, before we answer our first question here, I've got a list of my 33 favorite things. I made this list this morning. I'm only going to read the first five or six right now. We'll save the rest for the, the Patreon Maximal episode. But uh, I'm just going to read a few of my favorite things. I was going through the house this morning while Bex was asleep. I was sort of tiptoeing around. It, sort of recreating the game that we usually play with Ella in my own head. Mm. What are your favorite things? And then more important, the more important part about that game is why are they your favorite things, right? right? Because we start thinking about these things in terms of attachment. And I realized for me that a lot of these are my favorite things just because they'd be inconvenient to replace. Mm. That's what I, kind of what I mean by favorite thing. I don't really <laughs> have a real attachment to them. Yeah. But for example, my bed is number one on my list of yeah. favorite things. Yeah. I had no idea this morning... It, or until this morning, what the brand was. I know I've said that a bunch on this podcast, but here's the thing I'll say. The brand is Beauty Rest Recharge Ultra Collection. <clears throat> okay, Ca- I never heard of it. Katharina uh, Extra Firm. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you in the <laughs> middle of your... <laughs> naming the brand of your bed. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I bought it at Denver Mattress in, in Missoula, and it was... I literally walked in there, I said... What's the firmest mattress you have? And they show me this one mattress, and they're like, but wait, I think we have one that's firmer than that. And I tried all of them out. I laid there 15 minutes, and this was the firmest bed they had. And it is my favorite bed, but Bex isn't a huge fan of it. Um. It's a little bit too firm for her. so keep in mind, when we talk about our favorite things, these aren't things that I'm recommending to anyone, right? Yeah, they just work for you. They may not be. In fact, they might be the opposite of your favorite things. They might just get in the way for you. Yeah. But that is that is the thing that would be hardest for me to replace. Yeah. Where I, it, it affects my everyday life because if you don't get a good night's sleep, then, of course, it affects you know, your podcast or your work or your creativity or whatever we're doing. Uh, the next favorite thing for me was my pillow, which goes right hand in hand with the bed. Yeah. Again, didn't know the brand of this either. It's called Bed Gear Balance 3.0. <laughs> okay. I also I'm actually got looking for a better pillow. I got like one that's too firm and then one that's too soft. This one's pretty firm and it's also really thick. I, I know Bex has tried it a few times. She had the Balance 2.0. I got it for her, which is a little bit thinner than mm. the one I have. And she like will wake up with like nerve pain in her arm and like her neck was like stiff so this didn't work for her Mm. either and i think it's a perfect point even people who have really similar tastes you're gonna have slightly different preferences yeah and my two favorite things in the house are things that bex doesn't enjoy at all yeah the third thing for me is something bex is trying to enjoy pull-up bar Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think the brand I, I use, we'll put a link to these in the show notes if you could, Sean. Um, I think the brand I use is Perfect Pull-Up, but they make a bunch of different ones, and some of theirs are actually not that good. So mm. I'll, I'll put a link to the actual one that I use. It, it you, You've used it before because it, just, it drills right into the door frame. Yeah. It's 20 bucks. I think it's probably the best 20 bucks I've ever spent because I was just doing pull-ups this morning, and every time I go to the bathroom, I, I go do some pull-ups. And for folks who are Patreon supporters, they saw me do 239 pull-ups <laughs> on Jordan's video <laughs> thanks to his editing skills. Yeah. I'm glad we're having this combo, man, because when, when people think of minimalism, they think that, like, we don't have anything. Uh-huh. And, like, the goal is to have as little as possible and get by with as little as possible. I mean, mm. I, I even remember when I first started this whole experiment, man, like, I wasn't using... Well, I still don't use my dishwasher, but 
um, I, I still wash my clothes like in a, you know, in a washing machine and I use a dryer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's nice that we can kind of talk about owning things so we can, I don't know, I guess stave off that, that stereotype that minimalists aren't interested in things at all. I mean, we got to consume some stuff to live. Right. And maybe, maybe the better way to look at that for me, now that you say that is I'm not interested in and having attachment to things. So even these favorite things, I'm actually even more interested in in forming a a slight detachment from these, holding them loosely because I don't want to hold them too precious. When I start to put them on a pedestal, and that's what I worry about when we talk about favorite things, I'm putting it on a pedestal. My fourth thing on this list are my boots. Mm. They're from Timberland and I've had them resold a few times. In fact, I think they're on their last leg at this point. And, uh, I've worn the same type of boots for about eight, nine years now. Mm-hmm. And they, every time I've tried something else, I like I always go back to I walk a ton in these, you know, mm-hmm. six, eight, nine, ten miles a day sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they're the most comfortable shoes I have ever owned. Yeah, they're great. I got the same pair. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. They, they just they work really well. So my first th- two things were Mariah and our cat. Does that not count as favorite things? No, they don't. <laughs> and the cheese better not be third. <laughs> All right, I guess I won't tell you my top three favorite things then on this list. <laughs> um, yeah, man, uh, the boots are great. Uh I, yeah, I like my zero shoes. Um, oh, it's, yeah, you wear those all the time. But people often think you're barefoot. Yeah, it's they, fu- they actually think you don't have shoes. So you brought up your bed and your pillow. I, our bed is probably my favorite thing in the house. I didn't put it on my list because I was just kind of like jotting stuff down. Right. And like, yeah, totally. Uh, I totally agree with you. The bed. Well, the thing is, is like my bed is worth more than my. It's a Tempur Pedic. It's worth more than my car. Mm-hmm. But I spend more time on my bed than anywhere else, really. Yeah. So I mean, it's you know, I, I kind of feel good about putting resources there instead of you know with a nicer newer car or something and it would be really weird if we did advertisements on this podcast and be like and my favorite bed is a casper mattress you know yeah. <laughs> whatever and it shows up in a tiny box and right. you're like eh, no i i actually get value out of this and my my bed is was one of the cheapest beds they had in the whole store that wasn't mm-hmm. intentional what was intentional for me like i would have paid twice as much for the bed i have mm-hmm. because it is so functional for me i want concrete bed to lay on mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll do two more things about the pants i have from mission workshop mm-hmm. which i'm wearing now and i wear them every day uh in fact i bought a second pair of these mission workshop pants for the longest time i just had one pair of pants mm-hmm. and the reason i had a second pair was um i had to get the other pair repaired mm-hmm. i had like a zipper that i finally broke because i wear them every day and i need to get them hemmed mm-hmm. and i had a hole in the pocket because i was wearing them every day and so I, I have two pairs of mission workshop pants and they are by far my favorite pants but i know yeah. this particular size not size obviously my size wouldn't fit you mm-hmm. but um because you all the musculature and your Greek something, goddess body. Something. I have the same exact pants as you, except I got like the wide leg. Yeah, you got the the, the jean yeah. version. Basically, they are really awesome pants. Yeah. I mean, they're like they're durable. They're like I could do karate kicks in them. I do karate all the time in them. <laughs> <laughs> he, but, he actually bought them so he could learn karate. You know what's funny? These uh, the, these Lululemon sweatpants that I got on right now. These are by far my favorite out of all the pants I have. Uh-huh. And like I literally wear these every single day like there are places i go coffee shop grocery store like different places where people are like man it's always good to see you and you're always wearing the same thing (laughs) i'm like yep i sure am uh and well the thing is the the thing i enjoy about these is i have this if you're watching this on camera jordan can you see this if i move the mic up (laughs) oh my god what are you doing see this put your pants on there's a there's a zipper there's a phone pocket in the side phone pocket yeah 
and uh, it means I'm not keeping my phone by my wait can you hear me Sean I'm not keeping my phone <laughs> by my testicles and uh, which is important to me yeah and um, yeah I actually took one thing off my list uh, and I'm upset about this uh, there's just a lot of speculation about Bluetooth and potential cancer recently yeah they're still on my list yeah the, the <laughs> airpods the cancer pods that's what i'm calling them now <laughs> c pods <laughs> and so they are definitely in my top five favorite things if they are not cancerous yeah but i you know what i don't know and i'm not i'm, I'm not in some sort of panic about it mm-hmm. but better I, safe than sorry same thing with the phone next to the nuts exactly right yeah uh last but not least and then we'll, we'll go into some questions here we'll save the rest of this list also i have a list ryan of my 15 least favorite things in my house why do you have least of, favorite things we're gonna get into that <laughs> unless they're oh, bex here here's here's uh unless they're here's things. a hint there are actually three things that are on both lists oh my god how can you have something that's a favorite thing and a least favorite thing um but last but not least for the point of the, this conversation the sixth thing on my list is my whole coffee setup so including yeah. the, the bandit coffee that uh i've been drinking that i've really been enjoying the kenya recently mm-hmm. um but the whole coffee setup. So yeah, the coffee gets on my list too, man. It's uh, well, dude. It's like the ritual of it, man. Right. The grinding, the pour over, uh, the I don't rinse the filter anymore. But when I used to have filters that I had to rinse, it's like mm-hmm. just even like rinse it. I don't know what it was about like that fresh, clean rinse filter, man. <laughs> like it gives me like this awesome feeling. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Well, the. And so the three things I have is the Encore grinder. I think you might have the same, same grinder. Yep. Um, the Bonavita. Um, kettle. Yep, I got that on my list too. And the, so the Hario uh, coffee weight or the the weight the scale. Station. Yeah, the yeah. scale. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. All those are. Yeah, I got all those three. Well, no. Yeah, I did get all three of those things. A blue bottle. Yeah, and so yeah. so all all three of those things. Although I'm less tied to those particular brands. Those are ones that work really well for me. Yeah, I haven't tried different brands honestly. I I've tried a few different things in the past, and I I've I know that these are the best that I've ever used. Mm-hmm. This it's almost like we have a little coffee shop in our house. I'll put a link to those in the show notes because they're they're like in terms of expense, they're like middling level. They're yeah, sort of mid mid tier. They're not really expensive, but they're not cheap either. Bonavita is probably the most expensive thing on there. And they work they work really well. Yeah. Although I tell you the Hario scale does not work well if you get it wet. Dude. <laughs> I had to replace it once. Yeah, that uh that scale um it glitches out of me every once in a while, dude. It's really weird. Like, I might be because you're getting it wet. Maybe. Like, I'm, I'll be pouring coffee in there, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden it just like resets on its own. Oh no, that doesn't happen to me. Yeah. Anyway, we got a question here from Nathan in New Orleans. New Orleans. You're saying it wrong, Josh. I have a collection of silver coins, and I've collected them for a while now. Each coin is exactly the same um, as other ones. They're all silver eagle coin, and I use them kind of like other people would use a library. Once a week, I like look at them and examine them. I kind of like, kind of like Scrooge McDuck. I just get a lot of joy out of just looking at them, which would be fine if I treated it like a library. But the problem is I never know when to stop. How many should I collect until I stop? Like, do I stop at 10? Do I stop at 20? Do I stop at 50? I don't really know the exact number because they do give me continuing joy, and I do really enjoy them. I'm um, showing them to my friends when they haven't seen them before, but just knowing where to stop is something that's very hard for me. And also for uh, like emergency supplies, like I feel a little safer if I have like some emergency food or some emergency water, because um, you know there are hurricanes here. But 
where do I draw the line? How much should I collect? How much should I store for emergencies? How much? How many of these coins should I collect since they're all uh, the same? This is the perfect illustration of favorite things. Some of his favorite things are a coin collection. Yeah, a coin collection for me, and I assume for you, would probably be a burden. Right, and so. The thing that he's talking about right now, he's, he has some very specific questions. Like, what's the appropriate number? Well, according, according to Marie Kondo, it's 30. Really? <laughs> well, no, it's, she, she talks about having 30 books or whatever. Oh, wow. Um, she really does have a number on what the appropriate number, though. Right. Which That's interesting. I, I, you know, you and I, we did a, a Patreon-only episode. We did the, the, the life-tidying magic of gentrification, and yeah, we talked yeah. about tidying up and gentrification on, on one very long episode. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I worry about is when we tr start to treat anything as if it's too precious. So the word that she talks about is cherish. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of what she's doing to help people tidy up mm -hmm. and take the things that they have in their life and, and be more intentional, realize that there's so much stuff in the way. And I think her book, more so than the than her TV show, I think they both help with the how-to. Her book also helps a bit with the why-to side of things and, and better understanding the things that bring us joy. Nathan. Your coins bring you joy. It, you said you were like Scrooge McDuck, McDuck sort of swimming in the coins metaphorically. I really want to sing the DuckTales song. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> we can't for copyright reasons, right? <laughs> we're going to get sued just over that. <laughs> Woo! You heard the, the happy birthday thing? That's why at restaurants they sing happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Yeah. Because or for they, he's a jolly good fellow because, yeah, Warner Brothers has a copyright on yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, but I hear that it maybe lapsed at some point. So yeah. now you're allowed to say it, but now they're, they're stuck in the loop. Anyway... All the coins are exactly the same, Ryan. Yeah. And if that's great, that's great if, if that's what you want. You want to have a collection. The question then is, like, what's the appropriate amount is what he's asking. And mm -hmm. I would just turn that question back around and say, what is the appropriate amount for you? What maximizes your joy? Right. Because if you have 30 coins, will you get twice as much joy from 60 coins? Mm. If not, then the, we know the answer is somewhere between 30 and 60. Yeah. And, and, Although if you get twice as much joy from 60, then you're like, okay, well then do I get twice as much joy from 120? Yeah. And if so, great. Then maybe the answer is 120. Um, but what is the number? When to stop? You stop when it becomes inappropriate. When there are diminishing returns. Ryan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think that this the answer to this question is going to be different for everyone. Uh, I wrote down some questions that Nathan should ask himself. Um, what can you afford, Nathan, as far as money, time, space, uh, attention. You're going to have to take care of those coins. I mean, you know, ask yourself what you can afford when it comes to these coins. You certainly don't want to go into debt to right. get these coins. Right. Um, what are you collecting for? Ooh. I mean, just ask yourself, like, what is it? Is it you're collecting because it truly brings you joy or is it, uh, you know, sometimes you can get trapped in the, the OCD it's the, filling a void. Yeah, the compulsion, yes. And you don't even yeah, the compulsion, the great word. And I'm not even suggesting that he's doing that, but it's a good question to ask yourself ask yourself, Nathan. Um ask yourself, is your collection preventing you from living a meaningful life? If the answer to that is yes, it is preventing you from living a meaningful life, then there's a problem. It, that means either get rid of the collection or slim it down till it doesn't prevent you from living a meaningful life. Yeah. Uh, ask yourself, what would my life look like without the collection? So if, you know, the the uh well the next question is is what if it's spontaneously combusted so let's say you know you're gone and all of a sudden your coins are gone someone came in and stole them or they you know you lost them in a fire like how would you feel i again so so that my favorite thing list i would just feel inconvenienced by replacing right. all of these right yeah it's um 
It's. Uh, I wouldn't feel devastated. Yeah, yeah, and that's well, yeah. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, I was going with. It's going to be. It's dangerous to cherish something so much like that, right? Because if you cherish something, uh, to the point where yeah, it's going to devastate you. I don't know. I mean, personally, I don't think that's a healthy relationship with things, right? Yeah, but you know, regardless, uh, you got to set a limit for yourself, Nathan, and that limit. I understand you're looking for Josh and I to give you a number, but that's a number that you're going to have to come up with yourself. Yeah. And this is kind of the hardest, one of the hardest parts about living a simple life is you have to make rules for yourself and you do have to make choices. Oh, and that number might change over time too. Yeah. 30 coins might be appropriate right now, but five years from now, maybe it's 20 coins. Yeah. Or maybe it's zero coins. Yeah. Or maybe it's doubled and it's 60 coins. Right. But, but yeah, ask yourself those important questions, Nathan. I think that will help guide you. You know, the truth is though, Josh, like there isn't, whether he picks 25 or whether he picks 200, mm-hmm. like that number doesn't matter. I yep. mean, it's, he's, you know, there, there's a, there's a wide range, uh, from 25 to, that's what I'll give you, Nathan, between 25 and 200 coins. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want more. Yeah. All right, uh, Nathan, I'm going to send you a copy of our book, Essential. If you like our podcast, you'll like the audiobook version of it. It's our longest audiobook. I think it's like six-plus hours long. But there's an entire chapter in there about stuff. There's 12 chapters, 12 different areas of intentional living. But uh, it's 150 different essays about what it means to live intentionally through the lens of these 12 different areas. And one of those areas is about our stuff. And coins are a perfect metaphor here, Ryan, for just everyone's stuff Mm -hmm. because we can enjoy them, but they may not add value to someone else's life. Dude, we totally skipped over his question about um, emergencies. That's okay. We're running out of time. Okay. Well, what what I'll tell you with emergencies is, is ask yourself what you're planning for. And, uh, you know, prepare just for when, not not just in case. That's a good point. Let's put a link to our just in case essay and also our just for when essay. Uh, we like to delineate the two. Prepare for just for when, not just in case. Ryan, what time is it? You know what time it is. It is time for our lightning round where we answer questions from social media. We are at The Minimalist on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, during the lightning round, so Ryan and I each do our best to answer every question with just a short, shareable, less than 140 character response. We also put the text of these minimal maxims in the show notes so you can copy and share our pithy answers on social media if you like. And now you can find all of our pithy answers, all of our minimal maxims in one place, minimalmaxims.com. All right, our first question is from Ashley. How do you part with things that were once a favorite, but you've had a change of heart about it? My pithy answer is this. We must let go of everything eventually. So what things would you like to weigh you down in the meantime? Mm, That's deep, man. (laughs) (laughs) What's your answer, Ryan? No, it's good. I, I wasn't. I wasn't being facetious, man. Well, I, I think because it's well, because I mean, it's an important question. It's like what what are you going to choose to weigh you down? I mean, right. What are the things? Because the, even the things I get value from, they do have some sort of cost associated with them, like literal like price tag cost. Mm-hmm. But then the weight of the physical weight of them, the space they take up, the space they take up in my mind, so the mental weight, the psychological weight yeah. of these things, man, it's all going to weigh you down. So pick only the things you want to weigh you down yeah i mean when you look at it that way i mean you're just you're positing it in a way that's instead of looking at it and being like oh what could be my next favorite thing i mean you're looking at it in in the actual in its actual light of what am i going to choose to weigh me down Mm, yeah yeah. all right our next question or our next question i'll read after my pithy answer uh my answer is this when we lose a favorite thing it's not long before a new thing takes its place so i mean that's why i'm not really 
tied to any of my things or right. why I cherish any of my, even my grandmother's Stein. That's probably like the one thing I have in my house that um, every time I walk by, like I'm like, oh man, love, love my Oma. And I'm really glad she got me the Stein and I keep all my loose change in there and you know, it's totally functional. Mm-hmm. But man, like if I, if I'd lost that Stein, like then there'd be something else I'm sure that would replace it. It'd trigger those memories for you. The, the thing about the Stein is like that one adds value to your life, but if you would have gotten you six of them, mm-hmm. you'd have five that are in the way right Dude, now. Dude, the last time I was in uh, Okeechobee, Florida, I was like, telling her how much I like that sign, and she's got on top of her TV entertainment center, like, I don't know, a dozen signs. She's like, take any of those that you want. And I'm like, no, I have one, and I really <laughs> like it. If I, if I get more of them, I'm just going to dilute them. <laughs> All right, our next question is from Ashley again. <laughs> <laughs> she has two good questions, apparently. Thank you, Ashley. We've got the, a bunch uh, of other questions we'll answer during the, the uh, maximum episode. Thanks for your questions, Ashley. Her second question is, what do you do about favorite things that don't seem to add value? Just distraction. See, this question kind of confused me because I only distract myself with things that I find valuable. Right. I, that, like, I wouldn't that's dis- not true for me. Some of the things on my least favorite list mm-hmm. that, that we'll talk about later mm-hmm. is... Uh, there are things that are are tools for distraction. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking like, like email, I guess, is something that I could use to distract myself. But even then, like, I find value in communicating, whether it's with someone, you know, pitching me, hey, we got this podcast platform ad- advertising company. If you're interested in like, right. just giving them the time of day, like, you know, hey, thanks for reaching out, but we don't advertise or whatever. Like, even that, like, I find that communication. Uh, valuable in the sense that like someone's asking for my attention so I give it to him a little bit sure well my pithy answer is even our favorite distractions are distracting Mm. and what I'm trying to say there is that uh, sometimes we distract ourselves from doing more meaningful work the what Cal Newport would call deep work yeah right and and because we we the water flows where it's easiest to go do not tweet that podcast Sean (laughs) and and so we, we, it's hard for us to do things that, that require what Stephen Pressfield will call the resistance, right? Mm. We have to push through the resistance to do something meaningful. So when I'm constantly distracting myself with something, I know that I'm probably not living my most meaningful life. Yeah. Uh, my pithy answer is this. Being productive 24-7 is a distraction in itself. And really what I'm trying to say here is it's too many distractions. It results in an unfulfilled life. And no distractions also results in an unfulfilled life. I mean, we have right. to find that balance between leisure and productivity. But, you know, getting down on ourselves because, you know, we're not we're not getting things done. Yeah. I mean, that's that's uh that's a battle you're always gonna lose because you're always gonna be able to do an extra thing or think feel like you missed out on on an extra thing to be productive. So what are the appropriate distractions and maybe schedule them in there as well is something that's that's been helpful for me so i don't fall down the rabbit hole of distraction looks like we have several more surprise questions this week what's one thing you couldn't live without what are the minimalist favorite cell phone apps what are three things you regret getting rid of i have a I have a good answer for that one. How do you determine whether something adds value to your life? And also, I have a list of my 33 favorite things, my 15 least favorite things, and three things that happen to make it onto both lists. And I'll explain why. I was actually confused by this. I have some things <laughs> that are simultaneously my favorite and least favorite things. This is an enigma, Milburn. <laughs> 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 all right, y'all. If you want to hear all that, you can listen to this week's Maximal episode 
available exclusively on Patreon. In a second, we'll get to our Right Here, Right Now segment, also our added value segment. But in the meantime, you're currently listening to our weekly minimal episode. But each week, Ryan and I, we record an entirely different long-form maximal episode over on the Minimalist's private podcast, which gives us the private space we need to talk about the topics we don't typically talk about in public. Plus, Patreon is the best way for us to fund this podcast and keep it 100% advertisement free. When you subscribe to the Minimalist private podcast on Patreon, you'll also receive a personal link so that our maximal episodes play in your favorite podcast app. You also get access to our entire back catalog of more than 100 private podcast episodes. You can find all the details and all the good stuff, including an additional private podcast episode every week over at theminimalists.com slash support. Ryan, what else you got for us this week? You know, being informed is the most important thing to really, uh, I don't know, have, have in our, our brains these days, man. It's like we get bombarded with so much information and so many memes. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe sometimes the information, we mistake... Uh, we mistake memes for factual information. <laughs> That's true. We mistake information with being informed. Yeah. Because you can read a tabloid oh, yeah. magazine and get information, mm-hmm. but not be informed about the world around you, really. Yeah. So you all got to get out there, read more, stay informed, make your own decisions. And also here, I got some voicemail comments and tips from our listeners. Check them out. Hi, my name is Hannah, and I'm from LA, and I wanted to leave a comment for listeners based on your addiction episode. Um, My husband and I have been dealing with addiction issues in our families and relationship for many years, and we've finally found an approach that has aligned well with minimalism and all the things we've learned from Josh and Ryan. Uh, So there's a recovery program called Smart Recovery for Addicts and Loved Ones, as well as a book for loved ones called Beyond Addiction, How Science and Kindness Can Help People Change. Um, Both encourage a real methodology steeped in science that allowed us to simplify these really intimidating issues. Um, We wanted to share what we found in hopes that it will help other minimalists simplify the complexity of addiction issues in their lives. Hi, my name's Amanda from Rumblestoke, BC, Canada, and these tips are for Jeremy from episode 147 regarding his questions concerning saving for his child's future educational costs with an ex-partner. As a divorced mom myself with an ex-partner who didn't initially see the value in saving for our son's future education, I would recommend the following. Number one, if possible, try to have something added to your separation agreement which states exactly how much each parent is to contribute annually to an education savings fund for your child. Number two, get creative. Start chatting with your child now about different ways to save money and work while in university to make up for any shortfalls. For example, things like becoming a paid teacher's assistant, resident advisor, campus bookstore rep, etc. You can also start talking to them about finding jobs that will pay for their living expenses, plus a little bit extra, during their university breaks. Things like summer camps, resorts, and cruise ships are all great options. In this way, students can work during all of their breaks, not live at home during their breaks, see the world, and get paid to do it. In fact, I personally was able to work seasonally during my entire six years of university, where I earned four degrees, and pay off $35,000 in student loan debt in just one year of working full-time on cruise ships after I finished my last degree. A great place to start your research is YouTube. For example, you can just YouTube or Google how to work on a cruise ship seasonally, and you'll come across just a ton of info. 
I want everyone to know there are ways to finish university almost completely debt-free or debt-free totally, get paid to travel and see the world, and build your resume at the same time. I hope this info helps, and thanks guys for everything you do. All right, y'all, real quick for right here, right now, here's one thing that's going on in the life of the minimalist. I talked about the coffee that we have. Ryan, our coffee shop is called Bandit Coffee, and it's yes. down in St. Petersburg, Florida. Y'all, of course, you can check that out. We're adding a restaurant uh, component to that really soon as well. But if you're not in Florida and you want to try some of our coffee, it's finally available online. If you go to banditcoffee.co, that's banditcoffee.co. And then I think by the time this episode comes out, we should have the minimalist's choice. So Sweet. we're doing a different choice every month. Like we're Ryan and I, we, we try out all the different coffees that we're roasting yeah. down in Florida. We, uh, it's funny talking about preferences and things like this is our favorite coffee, but it may not be yours. Well, you know, what's funny is like the, the, uh, my aunt, like I was talking to her, I sent her some coffee. She's like, Ryan, that coffee is like, it's re- it doesn't have that like, you know, really strong coffee flavor and it's kind of tea like, and you know, I really like my, you know, I don't know, Peruvian dark roast, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like then our coffee wouldn't be for you. Like it's we have a lighter roast. It's more, you know, like a delicate tea like mm-hmm. uh rather than like that robust. Even saying robust is like Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a weird uh noxious meaningless buzzword at yeah, this point. Yeah. Yeah, and and so we we tend to roast 3 to 7 different coffees at a time from different regions. Source all of the beans ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Weaver just got back from Mexico recently and has been all over the world uh, finding the beans that we can source and, and, and source continually. And so they've done a really good job of curating and roasting. We've been roasting for a couple of years now, and we're finally ready to let the public know about it and yeah. let you try it out. So banditcoffee.co, if you want to try some coffee, let us know if it adds value to your life. You can you can always message us on Twitter or whatever social media platform that you use. If you have a question, comment, or minimalism tip for our podcast, leave us a voicemail, 406-219-7839, or send a voice memo to podcast at theminimalists.com. You can comment on this episode at youtube.com slash theminimalist. You can also see my weird phone pocket over there. <laughs> if you want our show notes in your inbox, sign up for our email list at theminimalists.com, and you'll also receive our simple Sunday emails each week. For our added value segment this week, this was a song you mentioned to me. On Monday, Ryan, yeah. we, were, we were being so LA on Monday. Jordan was taking photos of us <laughs> on La Cienega Boulevard, man. And you're like, "Hey, man, did you check out the the new Khalid album?" He has, he's like dropping one song at a time. And there's a song on there called "Better," yeah. And I like the song because it sounds what it feels like mm-hmm. to fall in love again. Yeah, and I hear the song and I think of Bex every time that I, that I listen to it. It's like upbeat and and falling in love all over again. Yeah, it's a great song. So you pick. You all can check that out. And if you leave here today with just one message, we hope it's this. Love people and use things. Because the opposite never works. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see you next time. Love to see you shine in the night Like a dime in your heart Feels bad.